What is going on, everybody? Welcome into another episode of the Do Things Podcast. I am Todd. I'm your host, as always, and I'm really pumped that you're here, and we're going to talk about some stuff that's going to get you amped to do things and take action and really make it happen. Uh, This episode, we've got an interview with uh, the one and only Ashley Kachadorian at Ash Catch on every social media uh, platform, but she is awesome. And we get into talking about taking a leap of faith, not knowing where you're going, but taking steps of action anyways. It's a great episode. I'm glad you're here to check it out. Uh, Comment, share, like, everything all about it because Ashley is an amazing human and you're an amazing human. And let's make it happen. People get out there and do things. If you haven't had a chance, go check out dtapparel.com. Get some gear. Now, let's get to the episode. Ashley Cachadorian. Do things. That's right. Do If you don't do things, things don't get done. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> so, awesome. All right. So, we're just going to get into it. And you are going to talk to me about taking the leap of faith. Because I'm going to let you tell your story. But I think you are a perfect example of somebody that's taking a leap of faith before you even know really what you're doing and you just do it. And then now you're there. So, okay. So in the beginning of this year, I, I took the leap of faith to move to Australia and I had really no clue what I was going to be doing. Like I knew that I wanted to move here just based off of just a strong feeling that I had. So Rewind like five or six years ago, I came to Australia the first time in Melbourne and I was with a group of people and I thought, wow, I love it here. I would love to come back someday, but didn't really know of any way that I could come back. So fast forward until like a year and a half previous to now, I heard about this festival called Rad Livin' and I was like, I feel really drawn to that. And I'm going to try to see if I can figure out a way to go. Like the festival is only one day and Australia is like a 14 hour plane flight, but I feel really drawn. Like I I just have a good feeling about this. Yeah. So did you wait, did you hear about this when you were there in Melbourne five to six years ago? Or was this something after you'd been to Melbourne and then you heard about this festival and you're like, I want to go back because I've been there and I know what it's like. I had heard about the festival because the, when, when I went to it was the first year that it had ever happened. So it didn't exist when I was in Melbourne. So you're an OG Rad Livin attendee. Correct. OG. Nice. Awesome. OG. Proud. All right. Continue. <laughs> yes. So like I found the event off of Instagram actually. I was just like on the Instagram explore page and randomly saw a photo that I was like, whoa, I like the vibe of that photo. And so I clicked on it and I found this account called Don't Tell Summer. And I was like, this is so good. Like I love it. It wasn't, it wasn't a huge account at the time, but I just felt like really drawn to it. And it wasn't until a few months later that they started advertising for this event called Rad Livin'. I was like, okay, I have to go to that. Like I'm sitting in my room in California, like working a job that I don't like. And and I'd actually, between the time of like being at home and then going to the festival, I had moved to Ventura to try to like pursue my dream job at the time. Wait, okay, and so, okay, so was, what was the dream job at the time? What was it? What was it? Dream job was to work, and it still kind of is, to work at Patagonia. Okay. The, it's like an outdoor clothing company. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're huge. They're like pioneers in the ethical fashion industry, which is one of my passions. So that is, so I, I was moving there and I was like, okay, I'm just going to try to like be in the place just in case something happens at Patagonia. Like I'm there, I'm ready to like go. Yeah. So that was going on and yeah. I was, I was like, okay, things aren't really moving here. 
I think I'm just gonna pull the trigger and go to this festival. So I pulled the trigger, I put the, I literally put the plane flight on a credit card, like I didn't have the money to go. And mm -hmm. I went for two weeks in Sydney and then was like, oh my gosh, I love it here. I have to come back. I have to figure out a way to like come back. And then I found out that there's this visa where you could live and work there for a year when you're between the ages of 18 and 30. Mm -hmm. And so I said, okay, like clock's ticking. Like, let's just go back. Let's just figure out a way to go back. And I just, there was, yeah, like I said in the beginning, like there was really nothing clear of why I was going or like why I felt so drawn to it. But I just thought, okay, my gut's saying I have to do this. Okay, so, so hold on I one moved. second. Hold, so you you had your gut saying that you should do this. And you had, you're mm. living at home with, you know, you got family around, you've got friends, you've got a community of people and you're telling them, mm. I have this feeling that I need to go to Australia. What did they say to that? What What was their reaction? I think the majority, like people like my mom and my sister were like, okay, like, yeah. I mean, they, it's, they know that that's my nature very much like influence my decisions are influenced by my gut and what I just like have a feeling about. So, so this wasn't they like, were kind this of like, wasn't like you were a, you were a <laughs> nine to five worker person. And then all of a sudden you're like, I'm going to go travel. This has kind of been, since you were a kid, you were an adventurous type person. I reckon a, a bit. Yeah. I mean, for the most part, I did things by the book because I was in high school and then I went to university and got my university mm -hmm. degree. And then I, after that, I, you know, I worked as an engineer for a little bit. So I did things like pretty cookie cutter and it was like, <clears throat> wait, wait, during, is your, is your degree in engineering? Yeah. What? Yeah. <sighs> that just blew my mind. Yeah. So I'm a little bit all over the map. That's awesome because I feel so for, just the reason that that connects with me is because I feel like I am very much that same way where I'm not, I'm, I didn't move to Australia without a plan, but I did. And not that you didn't have a plan. You know what I mean? But like, I'm a very analytical, mathy person. I have a CPA license. Uh, and then I do this weird outgoing type personality stuff that doesn't seem to mesh to most people. You're an engineer and you're like, I'm going to travel to Australia. And th that's mm -hmm. crazy. I love that. I absolutely love that. Yeah. Well, this is like very much my, this is the, the lining of my entire life and story is like, I grew up and I did things to honor the people that I loved and it, it like slowly but surely I kind of was quenching who I was really meant to be and and who I really wanted to be. And so like doing the engineering degree, it, it was essentially every day that I, it was like a fight of me saying this doesn't feel right, but like I just need to do it because I have the pride I need to finish. I have the family that really expects it out of me. And so, and I have the people around me saying like you're, a boss babe if you like have an engineering degree so i was like yeah i think this all but, checks out Sorry, checks right, out. absolutely i mean it, like as far as like statistic goes like ashley catch dorian has an engineering degree that like seriously yeah that's great yeah but so it wasn't your passion right so yeah it was like i another little part of my story is like once i graduated and i started working as an engineer I was only working there for a few months before I was like, okay, I got to go. Like, I'm just done doing things for other people. I'm done living a life that's not making me happy. Mm -hmm. And so I left that job and then essentially was just like jobless and was trying to pursue like a video career. And that was kind of when I got more serious about video was like leaving college and or, or like leaving this job. So so yeah, I had left that, but that was the first step for me where I was like, 
yes, Ashley, like do something that you love instead of being miserable doing something that like obviously isn't you and isn't your personality. So mm -hmm. that was like the first kind of like uncovering. I felt like if I could imagine like me being kind of just like buried, like that was the first step to me kind of like uncovering who I felt like I really wanted to be and who I was meant to be. So that doing that, even though it was stepping into like, I didn't have a job like lined up after that, like, or whatever, just was like, I just have to do this. So mm -hmm. doing that, like led one thing to another, like I didn't have success right away, but it was slowly but surely saying yes to where I felt like these inclinations were leading me. And then it started getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And eventually like it led me to moving to Sydney, Australia, like earlier this year or earlier, yeah. I guess in 2017, Jan of 2017. Oh, that's right. It's 2018. Oh. Yeah. I put that together because yeah, earlier this year, that's like three days ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's like earlier last year, I guess. Yeah. So, and that was like the biggest, like you were kind of saying, like that was the biggest step for me of people in my life were like, what are you doing? Or like, how did it's people huge. respond? Yeah. Most like my, my mom, my sister were like, okay, like we love you. We want you to be happy. Like do this. They know I'm kind of adventurous. My dad was the hardest one to budge and still is the hardest one to like get to like really think that what I'm doing is cool or doing is will be good in the long run. Yeah. Well, okay. So I have two daughters personally mm -hmm. and they're uh, 11 and one's going to be 10 next Friday. But Congrats. like if I'm putting myself in your dad's shoes <laughs> and one of my daughters came to me and says, dad, I'm going to move to Australia and I don't really have a plan. I just feel it in my gut. I'm thinking like, I love you and I want you to do amazing things. But even I would be like, I don't like, let's go visit. I'll come with you. Like <laughs> maybe we could figure it out together. Like, I don't know. Like I, that had to be so hard for him. And, mm -hmm. but he did, he let you do that. And that is, well, he let you do that. You're an adult. You did your thing, but for, I'm assuming he's supportive now, by the way, you're talking about it. More supportive, I, I reckon, but still very much like, where's the stability? Mm. Where's the the thing is, is he like engineer too? No, he 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 owns. He's a small business owner of a construction company in California. Oh, okay. So that was sort of like my destiny. It was like I did environmental engineering, and I was gonna like do the business afterwards. Like it lines up pretty well. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. And I think oh. You know, my dad just wanted me to like have the best life that maybe like in his because he didn't get a college education. And so it seemed very much like I was on the path to kind of like doing life the way that he wished he did his. Mm. And I'm not trying to like speak for him because I don't know like his motivation behind how he feels about what I'm doing. But I think like that just makes sense. There's stability in that. There's like obvious success. Sure. And he sees that I'd be a good fit for that sort of situation. And so yeah, when I was telling him that I wanted to move to Australia, just because he's the person that I really honor and admire and like he's, I'm under his wing essentially like. Mm -hmm. He's your daddy. Life. I get it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you do get it. You have two yeah. daughters. My dad uh -huh. has two daughters. Yeah, so, like, I get it. <laughs> yeah, like it's just girls. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, when I came to him and was like, I literally walked into his office and was like, dad, I'm, I'm going to move to Australia. He was like, what? Like he was not very excited and was like, what are you doing? Like, but was trying to be supportive because it's been our MO, like pretty much me being like, I want to do this. And him being like, why? Like, what are you doing? But like, finally just being like, okay, I want to be supportive and 
I want you to be happy doing what you love. And like, so yeah, that, I think that was, was the hardest part was like feeling like the more prudent people in my life were going to like, think what I'm doing seems silly or is like off the cuff or is not very well yeah. thought out, which, yeah, it kind of, like a lot of them are a little bit right. Like it was kind of just like, I just have a feeling and I, I feel really drawn to this and <clears throat> yeah, but now to see like the way that everything is unfolded, I feel like it's a miracle the way mm -hmm. that like how I feel right now, I'm actually living my dream compared yeah. to where I was a few years ago, like coming out of college when I was like, there's no hope for Ashley Castadorian. Like <laughs> there's no way that she can be who she wants to be. And now to see like where I am now is like, I'm not the most lucrative and like financially successful person, but I feel like I'm laying the foundation of like, I'm doing what I'm passionate about. Mm -hmm. And that's like a good foundation to build anything off of. Absolutely. Well, and that, that emotional feel of, I feel like I need to do this for me. And mm -hmm. being able to get out there and say, I'm okay if, if it doesn't work out perfectly, but mm -hmm. if I never try it and I look back and, you know, I'm a engineer at a construction company and I'm like, man, what if seven years ago I would have gone to Australia? What could have happened? And you would never mm -hmm. know. I, mean, yeah. I think that's, that's the biggest thing that you did by taking that leap of faith of saying, I don't know that this is going to work, but if I don't try I'll mm -hmm. never know, I, like mm -hmm. it, good or bad. I'll never know. And then, you know, you know, whatever I'm a dove with clipped wings or whatever analogy mm -hmm. you want to use. Right. Yeah. You, you can't soar off into the sunset like because mm -hmm. you love what you do. So, okay, yeah. So we're, I, I got a sidetrack. I'm sorry. So you so you moved to Australia and you're there and you have support, but you have no real plan and mm -hmm. you you've got this festival that you've mm -hmm. been to and you've connected with. And so then what, how do you get in there? What do you do? So, so yeah, the second year of the festival rolls around and I'm sort of looking for casual work in Sydney because my visa allows me to be able to like make money while I'm here. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but like I was around the same time that I just started YouTube. So I was like, okay, I'm like starting my personal brand. I'm moving to Australia. Like this is who I am. Like, yeah, it was kind of like all in inauguration in like the beginning of 2017 where I'm like, okay, I'm I'm finally going to start pursuing like hardcore what I want to do, what I love. So I was making YouTube videos, was really trying to go hard on Instagram. And then Olivia, the founder of the festival, had reached, she started advertising for like an internship. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, I mean, I'm obsessed with the festival. I flew from California. I'd love to like help her. And so yeah. as I was like tailoring my resume, she just sent me a message and was like, hey, Ash, like, this is kind of random, but would you want to help like with the festival? I'm just looking for a friend to like help do some things with me. And I was like, funny, you that should was ask. Before, that was before you even attempted yeah. to contact her mm -hmm. about that. Wow, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Like we were like, now that we know each other, we're like, of course we thought of it at the same exact time because we're so just like in sync. In sync. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We're in like, sync. Look at that. Well, I'm pretty impressed. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> just said the same word. <laughs> um, so yeah, she reached out to me and, and I started working with her a little bit, helping her um, to, in Jan and the festival was in March. So after that, we closed and decided to travel Europe together. So that was like a really big thing. And then we came back to California and she flew back to Sydney and we had just stayed in touch and kind of were brainstorming about rad living and just dream. Cause she knows that I'm like 
very all in and like supportive of it and like really believe in it. So, mm -hmm. so yeah, this was going on and she's so that she kind of like more formally was like, okay, yeah, like I want you to, to really like be more a of a part of it. And I was like, perfect. Like this, this is my dream. Like this kind of thing. Cause the festival is created to inspire people to do what they love. So it's like very on brand with what I'm all about too, with live your daydream. So it's just so in alignment that it makes sense that like I get to work with the team. Yeah. Why so, don't you talk about what the festival is? Cause that, I, that blew my mind when you were telling me about what it was and how yeah. it worked like that. Okay. It sounds like I, I'm thinking I want to go and check it out. I don't know. I have Definitely to clearance, should. But I think I want to. That would <laughs> Bring be crazy. The fam. Yeah. So yeah, go ahead. So tell us what it's about. So the festival is half inspiring talk, sort of like TED Talks and half music festival. So it's called Rad Living Festival, but it's not just like an EDM sort of like that was sort of what you were guessing. Is it like just all yeah, music? That's what I thought. But yeah. yeah, no, it's so the beginning of the day is like six successful speakers sharing about how they got to do what they love. And then there's like Q&A and panels. And then there's like times for the people at the festival to meet one another, to meet the speakers and just get to know. It's like very down to earth, um, practical, like here's what you can do. Mm -hmm. And then the next part of the day is when the bands play. So there's like a music festival and there's food and drinks and all that's sort of like included in the ticket cost. And yeah, so that's, that's, that's where I'd cool. live in. So it's, mm -hmm. it's celebration of inspiration while being inspired to celebrate all at the same time. Yeah. So it's just like, it's really fun. And then at the end it kind of culminates in this really like raging hangout sesh where everyone's just like dancing around and eating and like celebrating exactly what you're saying. That's cool. I know this really killer hip hop guy that also speaks that might be a great oh, fit. Wait, wait. Like, I have a feeling. Are we going to be in sync about what we're both think thinking? We're, wait, wait. Yeah, send it to me. Send it to me. Yeah, that's the guy. One, that's him. That's Stevie Dubs. Stevie Dubs. I am telling Stevie you. Stevie Dubs. Oh, yeah, dude. Man. He's raging. That's awesome. He's on that's fire so cool. right now. Yeah, he really is. Yeah. I, I mean, just talking to him with the stuff that he's got going on, he's another guy that kind of. I think a lot of us are in that same same boat where it's like we took a leap that we didn't really know how it was going to work out and mm -hmm. ultimately it's gone well. Some for some of us it didn't work out the way that we expected. We pivoted and moved along the way to get to mm -hmm. where we are, but we it started with I don't know what I'm doing, let's go. Like that's mm -hmm. where it started from. Um yeah. and that's so cool that you did that. And yours was huge. Like that's mm -hmm. uh, I, I, I've met people that have moved like across the country and without, or moved to like from California to Idaho, but mm -hmm. from California to Sydney without a real plan, like that's brave. Like that's big mm -hmm. stuff right there. I appreciate that's big I, stuff. Yeah. I think it's good to kind of put it in perspective because at the time it didn't feel brave or difficult. I was just like, this, like I've seen people do it before and I felt really empowered by that. I was like, oh, if they can do it, then I can definitely do this too. Mm -hmm. I don't, I think like if I'd never, if I didn't know about the visa and I didn't know that people did it, like I wouldn't have maybe been as excited about trying it as well. But, but yeah. How did you, I so think, how did you find out about the things that you knew <laughs> to kind of push you over that? Cause you didn't like wake up one day and say, Oh, I know these people that can get visas and you can work and you can go to Sydney mm -hmm. and it works. Like you had to have seen somebody that was like, you learned that somewhere. Like, where did you pick? Yeah. What did you do? So it was when I went to the, when I went to Sydney the very first time in 2016 for a few weeks, 
mm-hmm. was staying in a hostel and the people that were also staying in hostels were telling me about there's this visa where like we're staying in the hostel but we're looking for like a long-term place to live a lot of people do it so that they can travel like they can work in the beginning of the year or like half the time they work and half the time they they travel and see australia mm-hmm. so it's like a really cool opportunity and that was so those people that i stayed with in the hostel were the people that like shed the light so you got hooked up with a community that was that you you were like oh my goodness they've done this maybe mm-hmm. i can do this too you had support you had a support system kind of in place i mean they weren't like your best friends you didn't know them forever but you met them you live with them at mm-hmm. a hostel and mm-hmm. then you're like this sounds like what something i want to try like that's so yeah weird. they definitely empowered me to be like yes when i heard it i was like i have to do this too yeah that's awesome so you okay so you you're gone to sydney you've created this this life for yourself there and mm-hmm. At some point along the way, I'm assuming, I don't know this because we didn't talk about this, but I'm assuming that you've hit low points where you're like, maybe I did the wrong thing. Maybe I mm. shouldn't have come. Maybe I should go home. And if you if you have had those times, like, what do you tell yourself? What's your internal monologue that gets you through that? And I'm sure it's probably simple, but like, what do you do in those moments? Or do you have those moments? I don't know if I've really had a moment where I regret what I've what I've done. Because okay. I think even the good and the bad, like even the times where I felt like, oh, I wasn't pursuing my daydream or I wasn't, I wasn't being true to who Ashley Dorian is, I was still, I still look back and I'm like, all of that contributed to where I am now. And I'm in like a very happy place where I feel like I'm inspiring myself. I'm inspiring the people around me. And I can't regret that, mm-hmm. even if it doesn't, even if it's not playing out perfectly or like exactly how me or my family have imagined. So I think like in the times where I get scared, like for instance, right now I'm in a time where I'm scared because I'm living in Australia and my friend, my network of people that I know here is a little bit smaller. So I'm a little bit more vulnerable. Mm -hmm. All the people that I know and love the most and know and love me the most are, you know, back in California or like scattered around the United States. And I'm in like a completely different time zone than them. So like getting, being able to have that support's a little bit difficult. Yeah. And also like I'm primarily living off my savings. So like right now I'm it's just like day by day I'm like okay, eventually like I have to figure out a new stream of income or else mm-hmm. this sort of like traveling and working remote isn't going to like be able to play itself out much longer. And mm-hmm. I definitely I'm okay with going back and working for dad, but I I don't want to do that because I want to feel like I'm just, I have the mentality now where I feel like, Ashley, it's time. Like, it's time for you to like take that step of like making money your own way, sort of like going an easy route where, like, for example, like moving back to California and like working for dad. So that's the scary place that I'm in is like, this isn't the moment where I can feel like, am I failing? Like, is this actually going to work out? So basically, (laughs) what I'm doing is just like, like a couple nights ago, I had a little cry session where I was like, this isn't working. Like, what am I doing? And I was just feeling like really vulnerable because it's like I don't have a lot of people around me. Well, and it's real. Like, you're really there. You're really in Australia. You're really 19 hours difference in time. And yeah. connecting with people back home is difficult. That That's yeah. real. Yeah. And I think that what like I know that we're both fans of Gary Vaynerchuk and something mm-hmm. that kind of popped in my head during that time was like, OK, first of all. 
stop having a pity party and like actually do something, you know, stop feeling like things are going to get handed to you. Cause I think that's part of my complex that like has been a detriment to me. A lot of my life is feeling like, Oh, I'm really passionate. And so things should just come to me because like the passion, but like actually like doing the dirty work of like executing is a new element in, in just like how I operate. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, okay, stop feeling sorry for yourself. Like, just figure something out and actually like try something and like, like do things like yeah, your, d- your literally. message. Absolutely. <laughs> well, yeah. at, at some point you get diff your differentiator is when you actually get up and do work when you mm-hmm. don't want to do work. And that's mm-hmm. what it sounds like you're saying. It's like, I was in a place where well, I am in a place right now where I'm like this, if I was not going to stick this out, now mm-hmm. would be the time to quit. Now would be mm-hmm. the time to hang up and go home and mm-hmm. reset and figure out what I'm doing. But mm-hmm. what you're saying is I can do this. Mm-hmm. I've been through this to now and I'm just going to figure it out and do things. I mean, plug, whatever. But, <laughs> but, and I'm I'm literally going to figure it out and make it happen. And if mm-hmm. I don't make it happen the way that I expect it to do, I'm mm-hmm. ready to adjust. And I'm ready to, I'm, I'm really ready to make, and I think that takes, it comes back to you being self-aware. And I think it comes to humility to mm. be able to say, you know what? I'm okay if it doesn't work out exactly the way that I planned. Cause that's, that's the way I've gone through life is I, I don't know if this is going to work. I don't know if mm. anything's going to catch, but I'm going to try it because if I don't try it, I don't know what's going to happen. And eventually you fall into something that you're like, Oh, I didn't even know that was a possibility. Like mm-hmm. you go to Australia because you want to go to this festival and you find out, wait a minute, you can live here and work casually and have a, like you, you just found that out and then you went with it. So, mm-hmm. and, and if you have that mentality, there's going to be something that pops up that you're like, Oh, that's great. I'm going to go that direction. Mm-hmm. And, and who knows? And with your live your daydream and your vlog and just the attention that you're getting in general, mm-hmm. um, and Twitter fam backing you up, I, I think mm-hmm. you're in a great position to actually try it because mm-hmm. who knows if you'll be in this situation in a year, two years, three years to be yeah. able to say, I, I, I have the time, I have the ability, I have the resources limited, but I have the resources to push through this and see where it comes out. And that's yeah. so cool. Yeah. And I think it's an interesting time to be even having this conversation because like a few weeks ago, I wouldn't have felt this way. But like now it's coming to that kind of that like fork in the road where I'm like, okay, I actually have to figure something out. Like I'm in the process right now. I'm not just, you know, explaining to you like, oh yeah, I moved to Australia at the beginning of this year and it was scary. Like I'm scared, like in this moment. (laughs) You're looking (laughs) at your, you're looking at your bank account and I'm, I'm, I'm an accountant. So I'm saying, I'm looking at my dollars. I'm looking Mm -hmm. at what my expenses are going to be. They don't match. (laughs) <laughs> yeah Uh oh what do I do yeah 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 so that's kind of the first like I'm literally in a foreign country and like my visa is expiring soon so I can't the next visa that I'm getting I can't work in Australia with it I can't make money in Australia so oh. it yeah so the I it's real but the bright side of this whole story is like I do have a few job opportunities that have popped up over the last few weeks where I'm going to pitch to them to work remotely here in Australia for like a company that's in the States. Okay. So, so stay tuned. Do you want to like, talk about like what you're doing? Like what, maybe there's somebody that's listening to be like, Oh, I need Ashley to do that for me. Yeah. So I, right now, like for the festival, I'm doing community management 
which is essentially like I, I make the promo videos and I also just like analyze what the community is doing in the chatter about Rad Livin. <clears throat> but I also do that with my personal brand and like you, you're also a part of like this little community we have called Twitter fam. Mm -hmm. And that was sort of like pioneered um, a few months ago in, in September and like putting in a lot of like work into reaching out and putting myself out there and getting to know people. Like it's, I'm not, it wasn't just me that sort of, obviously everyone involved in Twitter fam is like how Twitter fam is happening. But like Absolutely. in terms of like meeting Mike Thorpe, which is a, a legendary human, everyone listening should definitely get to know him. The Thorpeinator, um, yes. Yeah. And then like, and then seeing <clears throat> where that, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. Seeing no like how like knowing him and then getting connected with his community and connecting like some people that I knew and then just seeing like how those people connect other people and like and now just like where it is, it's like just the snowball effect. Like that is something that I'm finding out recently that I'm like really passionate about is like building community organically like on the internet. <laughs> so it's like yeah. a very niche like thing that I feel excited by. And so yeah, there's like a few community management positions available that I'm they want me to be in the United States working, but I'm going to try to pitch like working out of Australia for them. Yeah, that's cool. Mm -hmm. So community management, that's, I did, that's one of those things is like, I didn't even know that was a thing, but as yeah. you say that, I'm like, absolutely. That's a thing that has to be a thing. It's like somebody that is in charge of the social media accounts for a business that sort of like chats with people that interact and engage. And it's, it's like, a no brainer for me. Cause that's already what I'm doing. Like it's what yeah. I'm doing with my personal brand. It's what I'm doing with rad living. It's just like, so is it, would you say that's in the line of reputation management? What can you explain like, that further? Like reputation I guess it's management. a little bit PR. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's like if somebody puts, if, if like, for instance, one of my marketing clients, if we post a video and we're running an ad against it and we're watching everything that's happening as somebody comes in and puts a comment that may or may not be a good comment or the client doesn't want it, then we, mm. uh, we address it or we get rid of it or whatever, but we manage the reputation of that business online. Mm. And it mm -hmm. sounds like from a community standpoint, that's what you're talking about doing, right? Yeah, essentially. Yeah. yeah it's cool. Less, less fires, like less putting out fires, more just like building, uh, building. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. And, and the way that the Twitter fam has been built, like you're, you're an originator with Mike, right? That there was like five of you that started it or something like that. Yeah, I don't even know if like starting it is like a good way to put it, but yeah, it just kind <laughs> of like happened. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, it just kind of happened. It like all yeah. of a sudden one day, it, and it's super cool. I had it organically, and I I think I I don't know if I said this already, but I think I said it to you. Um, but I was telling Steve, it's it's like an initiation, and it's just <laughs> it's crazy when you get dropped into the Twitter fam. It's mm -hmm. just like you're your notifications light up and your phone buzzes. And yeah. the night that the night that I got initiated, that summer initiated me in, huh? like my phone was buzzing and my wife goes, what is going on on your phone? <laughs> I was like, I'm just meeting really cool people, sweetheart. Just be patient. <laughs> no big deal. Just <laughs> meeting some legends deal. on the internet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So yeah. And oh, then look man. where it is. It's like how many people we've been able to connect with. Like, this is yeah. how I know you. This is how right. like, I know Summer. This is how I know Stevie Dub and Mike. It's like mm -hmm. now we and have Michelle it. and yep. yeah, it's like it's it's so cool. And then I don't know what happened the other day, but it got hooked into some other community mm -hmm. and uh, some Vayner Nation connection thing. And mm -hmm. like now there's I don't know how many people are involved now, but that thread got nuts. <laughs> that thread like, that got was nuts. crazy. Yeah. 
That's yeah, this is what I love about Twitter is like you can literally connect with anybody. You just have mm-hmm. to reply to their tweet. And like this is how I got connected with with um, Gary V as well. Mm-hmm. It's like he reposted one of my vi- videos on Twitter. And mm-hmm. so like I engaged with him there. And then I literally like I was like, okay, I have to take advantage of this opportunity. And yes. every single person that commented on that video that he shared of mine I, I replied to, I sent a DM to anybody that liked the video. I sent a personal DM to them, thanking them for liking the video, like saying, hope they liked it. And like, that was sort of that going like ham on that one tweet was mm-hmm. sort of like how I got connected. Like that's how I first connected with Mike. So I first connected with Adrian V vlogs. Mm-hmm. And like, I went back to the thread like a few weeks ago and I was seeing all the people that now are good friends of mine that I had first seen like in that thread and that I had like messaged and replied to. So yeah, it's and, just like so crazy. And that's like months ago. That's not mm-hmm. a year ago. Yeah. Right? That, yeah. That's the, the part of this whole social media landscape that I love is that the connections happen quickly. Like yeah. we until today had actually never talked to each other and we just messaged a little bit and we'd comment mm-hmm. on each other's stuff and then the Twitter fam deal. But mm-hmm. like the, our connection, I feel like I know you way more than I actually mm-hmm. do. Yeah. And I don't know if you feel the same, but that is one of those things that with the social dynamics that you have, especially if you're building community around mm-hmm. a certain theme that everybody's connected to, Uh, like being motivated and taking advantage of what your passion is, Mm -hmm. then you've got, you've already got a connection with people that you never would meet in real life. Like there's no way that Mm -hmm. probably 90% of us would have connected in real life. Like that's crazy. I agree. (laughs) It's so crazy because I think there's an element of like when you're online, you're kind of just like nothing to lose. Like you're fully you. Mm -hmm. You're just like being who you are. And so like the connection happens quicker because you're like they love they know and love me from like me being completely me and I feel like when you're in a social dynamic of like at a networking event or something you have to put on this face but like on on Twitter or on the internet or on like Instagram or Facebook you literally are like I don't it's kind of like blind dating where you're like there's really nothing (laughs) to lose I don't know like that same dynamic of blind dating is like you don't go into it like with they expect this out of me you know, right. it's like you Absolutely. literally are just going into like meeting somebody on Twitter of like, this is who I am and like, hi, like nice to meet you. And you can just like, and so that's an, something that I've chatted with about to everybody as well Is like, I feel like I've known these people for ages and it's, it's literally crazy. only been a few months. It's literally yeah, and like same months. with you. Yeah. yeah. It, and, and the other thing yeah. about, you said something about uh, people being authentic and I think it's, it's totally true that technology doesn't change us it exposes us and i think Hmm. all the people that troll the internet literally would troll in real life if they wouldn't get punched in the face like (laughs) that's who they are that's Mm -hmm. it's not like they're oh they're they're being different they're they're actually really nice people but they're Hmm. mean on the internet no no they're mean people that are pretending to be nice in person Hmm. like that's and they're talking behind your back and they're doing whatever. And so to be exposed to a community like the Twitter fan community where it is all positive, like I haven't seen anything. Now, I haven't been as long as you have, but I haven't seen anything that's been a negative thing, like not even mm. a little bit. Like it's mm. crazy. Yeah, it's so good. I think like yeah. it because it started like the way it grew is just people that are really stoked on hustling and doing what they mm. love. And so that's just the DNA of it is like, it's, it's all about being positive and supportive. 
That's you know what? I think you just made hashtag Twitter fam DNA a thing. <laughs> I think you're right. I think you did. I think that the DNA is what it's all about because we're all we all have a same drive. We have a similar theme in what we do and in our life. And so and that's true for any community. So as you're building community, you build the DNA of a community and you're a rock star at it. So they should hire you. If anybody's listening to this and you need a community manager, hire Ashley <laughs> right now. Call her, message her, whatever, like her video, Aww. and she will comment back. Done. Now yeah. the four people that heard it would definitely this have to be for like, a brand that I like. Am... <laughs> you're you're not just going to do that. Sorry, for anybody. you're cutting it out just a your... little bit. I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh no no you're fine. It has to be a community that you believe in. It can't be. You're not going to be a fake person online. You're going to be really connected and actually want to grow the community. I get it. Smart. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, have to be authentic. Have to be authentic. All right, Ashley, this has been awesome. I'm so glad that you uh, spent some time and talk with me about this. I think uh, if you're game, I think you're probably going to come on again because you have some fire and you have stuff happening that I think I can't. I'm excited to see what happens in two months. Like, yeah, your, it would be fun to revisit in a few months. Like, I think that would be super killer because you've got you've got great things happening, and I think with your attitude and your humility, you've got great things coming in the future. So I'm excited to see what happens. And I'm glad we're connected. This is awesome. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's been so fun to connect, Todd. I need to get some like do things merch. Oh, I'm like, I need all of my guests are getting gear. Don't worry about it. You're going to wait. We'll, we'll touch base about what kind of gear you I'm not going to send you like a double XL hoodie, but I'm going to send you some gear. You're going to have you're going to be outfitted for sure. We need I some ash catch do things gear. Yeah, it's so good. Inspiring. Awesome. All right, Ashley, thank you so much for being here. We appreciate it. And uh, we're going to do more things because that's what we do. Yes, let's do things. So cool. Thanks for checking out the Do Things podcast. We're so glad that you're part of this community. If you wouldn't mind, we would love to get your take on this podcast and what you think of it. Write us a review on iTunes or a rating. Either way, your feedback is what is going to make this show better and is going to make us a better community. We will see you next time. Get out there and do things.